Again, to the trickway, Mr. Gray and myself, Trev, hello, I hope you're all doing well. Um, we are carrying on this average season, hopefully the last couple of episodes actually end up being better, of Lord X, season 4, yeah. episode 8. Uh, Can't believe it's just two more after this. Yeah, the uh, time flies by when you're watching mediocre episodes, what can I say, Gray? Um, you know what? That's that's part of the reason I think I liked Prodigy. Not just because Prodigy was good, but Prodigy had like a whole bunch more episodes. Yeah, twenty, yeah. but it was it was separated into two, and there was was it not like six months or a year in between? It was yeah, it was. Yeah, it was time. separated. It was Suck. separated, they but still, just called it, that another season. Why? Right, but they still they still called that a season. So, and the new season, which now the good news is we're going to see it on Netflix soon. Was that confirmed? So that, yeah, it's going to be on Netflix for sure. Ooh. They haven't said the date, though, or anything, so they haven't made any announcement on the date. Again? I'm sorry? 20 episodes again, or is it to be known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, supposedly, I, I mean, I, I think it's 20. Don't don't quote me, but it's definitely a bunch of episodes. But they're not quite finished production. They're getting to the last few episodes to finish. And then it's going to appear on Netflix. Again, no date. And then everybody's screaming about, season three? Season three? Okay. And season from two, what I... Every, Right, but what people may or may not understand, if you know Netflix, is that when they they're not going to commit to a third season until they air the second season, and if the second season meets their criteria, they will definitely green light a third season. But they will not say anything about doing that until they show it. That's fair. So we can only hope. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff. But Netflix is happy to get it. They the whole deal went through pretty quickly, and well, a lot of tricks with it starting to go back to. Netflix again, isn't it? It's yeah. uh, the way it was before and the way we kind of preferred it before. I want all Star Trek back in Netflix. It makes my life easier. Um, but yeah, listen. Look, look, Paramount and Warner Brothers and all of them are millions, if not billions in debt. I've I've got a funny feeling that eventually all Star Trek's going to end up on Netflix. It'll That's what they're saying. Be... That's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, but what we'll go, we're going to save that kind of conversation for next week because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gray will be back with his GGR show, the entertainment podcast that we do with our colleagues Hans and Ross. Um, we will be talking about all the SAG strikes. Um, we're talking about the prices the show, going up and uh, prices going up. The shows and movies that are still being shown at the time and once it's there's, there's a lot to talk about. So we'll be back next week. Please look out for that. Uh, Gray can be found at Gray's Green Room on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts from. Um, and we still occasionally sometimes do a gaming podcasts with our colleague and uh, friend Nick um, and Ross. Um, and if you like gaming, uh, please come along to Discord, which is extremepcuk.co.uk, and look for the entertainment section and the Trekway section where we'll talk all things GGR for entertainment and uh, Star Trek on the, the Trekway channel. Um, and I think, uh, Trev, you have an invite to the Discord below somewhere? I do. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, always, yeah, it's but... always in the link. It's always in the description, should I say. So it's easy for you to find your way along there and you'll be able to see when we go live as well, which is usually every 
Thursday evening at 9pm uh, BST GMT time. So, um, And if you guys yeah. should join the Discord, because we have a lot of fun over there. Besides games, if you scroll down towards the bottom on the left, you'll see entertainment chat and you'll see Star Trek chat. And we do a lot of talking there. Yes. I was going to trouble off the grave today. I don't have my Trekway mug. He gives me that kind of look of... You know the kind of when when the father looks at you like with disdain and oh I'm so disappointed <laughs> and you, I get that feeling from right. every time unless I have the mug so did I not raise you right? <laughs> God damn it! What's wrong with you? Um, so yeah, we're already digressing massively. We haven't even started yet. So the thing is, we tend to not get the name of the episode until just like the day before or the day itself that it mm-hmm. comes out. So Gray actually put the title in for me. I was like, oh, it's called Caves, is it? Oh, that's nice. Uh, so yeah, season four, episode eight titled caves i wonder what that's going to be about could um, be about caves i mean right <laughs> <laughs> well it could be a curveball as well you know um <laughs> so yes our favorite lower deckers who are now lieutenant junior grades are all on an away mission uh what could possibly go wrong on an away mission gray um nothing absolutely ever, nothing nothing ever comes good of, of away missions with this lot um Mariner absolutely hates hates these uh, like they're, they're, they're survey missions basically and she absolutely hates them you can hear her complaining about this whilst they teleport well they, well they, they transport sorry teleport Star Trek tells it transport not teleport transport um, you can hear her complaining from from transport down until she's still materializing, she's still complaining about still it, complaining. which I found amusing, and yeah. that has kind of happened in Star Trek before. They don't do that enough. I'm like, what happens when you're beamed up or yep. down? You paused for a moment, but then whatever happened continues on, and you get it sometimes with like Bones back in the day, and certainly in the movies where he'd be complaining, you'd hear him getting transported up and down complaining yep. saying things mariner's still doing it she's still moaning which i found amusing little chuckle um yep. and what are they doing great they're scanning for moss that sounds yeah. exciting exciting <laughs> look more moss but who's it who's most excited about it it's actually uh rutherford and tendy the the, the couple course. that are not a couple they're really really excited about this that's their thing man so it's how many times can we look at moss <laughs> Boimler is slightly excited about it as well, but Mariner is certainly just, she's like, what, what are we doing here? What is... Um, but, as they discuss, right. it's just scanning for moss and what could possibly go wrong. They speak too soon as the nice cave mission turns into a cave-in, pun intended, mission. And they're now start, stuck in the bloody dark and, and no escape. Um... <laughs> You called it though, Grey. Mauer Mariner called it, should I say. Yeah. He says exactly what happens in every cave trip and is right again. I, I, when this came about, that it was going to be stuck in a cave, and I thought, how are they going to make this interesting? Did you not have any concerns? Yeah, I, like... yeah, yeah I did at first, yeah. I, I think as, we, as we'll get along in the episode, they kind of redeemed themselves. But but I did like Mariner going on and on going like, every time a cave trip comes in, Something always blah blah blah, and it happens, and then and all of a sudden it just happens. Of well, course, and then she's going like, "Thanks for I told you so." And <laughs> she is technically right, though. I mean, how many times have we seen cave episodes in Star Trek in general? Like, especially TNG and Voyager loved a good bloody cave in episode where they were stuck and yeah. couldn't get out. Something always went wrong. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, what I found really amusing here, because this is very slapstick comedy sometimes with Lord yeah, X, yeah. is Mariner literally says what we're all thinking a bunch, as they try to communicate out for help. A bunch of rocks always beat centuries of technology. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was good because, like you said, we all think of that. It's like they can't get a signal out every time something collapses. They can't get a signal out. It happens every time. Uh, rocks in Star Trek are a thing, man. And if you always look, there's a junk ball media on YouTube. The guy, when he's reviewing things with his slapstick comedy way of uh, doing it, when he has explosions in the background for various scenes, he'll pause them and he'll be like, see, rocks. It's, it's as if they put rocks into the bulkheads and into the L car menu. <laughs> so whenever they, you notice that, Greg, when it's exploding... You just see, they literally look like rocks, or like they'll be, obviously, yeah. not rock rocks, but like soft rocks. I'm like, what are they building starships with these days, man? Uh, rocks in Star <laughs> Trek is a whole meme, isn't it? Um, yeah, really. But it was a cracking line from uh, Mariner. She she always hits the nail on yeah. the head. Uh, to make things even more... I mean, you, you, you call this episode interesting, great. I call it a bit batshit crazy, but... We'll agree to disagree. Interesting is certainly one word for it. The moss that they were scanning is now attacking them. Of course it is. That's right. They can't get away. You know, something has to corner them. It's uh, it's like green. So you see this green sludge. It looks like the slime from, uh, what is it, the uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. So you see the green, the see the green slime. And it just keeps on, yeah, it keeps on moving closer and closer. Yeah. It's... I'm like, oh, God. Slowly vape kind of vaporizes, it eats anything it gets a hold of, and phasers don't really do much against it. It's like it's attacking them, it but very slowly. Yeah. Uh, and conveniently enough, there's a nice story plot. Uh, they do have, it'll be a few hours before it gets them, so plenty of time to discuss what they're about to discuss. Uh, this, seems to, this, <laughs> this seems to bring back deja vu for, for, the, for the, the junior grades. Um, mm-hmm. It reminds Boimler of a similar instant he was stuck in in a cave in the past. Uh, now at the start, I'm thinking this is a bit dull, but it gets kind of slightly more interesting and a little bit funnier as it goes on. Um, mm-hmm. The the colleague that he's with a cave in the past, a guy from his uh, his memory, um, uh, is a bit. No, he's a bit paranoid. It's, it's probably the safe way to say it. Great, the, his his colleague is right. paranoid about everything. He assumes that. These aliens are going to come and get them, and they're going to, you know, they're stuck and they're going to eat their brains and all that kind of stuff, and they're screwed. And Boimler's just fed up the negativity of his colleague. Le- Le- was it Levy? It was Levy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Levy, Levy. Levy, Levy, yeah, however you spell that or pronounce it. Um, and he does all kinds of kind of, he says weird shit, he, he does weird shit. They're trying to escape from their cave in, and he sees a one-man vehicle that could conveniently get them out, and he bloody literally phases it and destroys it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you and Boimler's be- going like, why did you do that? Well, that's exactly what they wanted us to do, is get in that vehicle. And he goes like, now he can't get out. What are you doing, Levy? Levy, Levy, you're, you're, you're nuts. You're, 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 you're all the causes of our problems right now. Um, he, The paranoia continues with this man. He seems to think um, Picard is a hologram and Voyager's Doctor is not and he's actually in fact real so his paranoia is is real real he's got no he's just batshit crazy safe to say 
Um, and he mentioned something about Wolf Three Five Nine. He said, "Yeah, was, uh, I forgot what it was." He, about, he yeah. said, "Yeah, Boimler right. It, it, it was a tragedy, as if Levy was trying to make it that it wasn't, or it was maybe some conspiracy or something, you know." So, um, yeah, the guy's a bit batshit crazy. Um, he keeps. He was talking a lot, Gray, about these Vendorians. I mean, that sounds right. Pause. That title, Vendorian, sounds like a writer was trying to come up with a name like the drop of a hat for a species. Yeah. They went, Andorians, Vendorians, maybe that works. Yeah, sure. It seems Why a not? bit, it seems a bit mm, far-fetched, but okay. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's a decent title. Uh, maybe goes on and on and on about Vendorians this, Vendorians that, hello. Honestly, and Boimler's gone nuts, you know. Like, I don't, you know, like, he doesn't want to hear any more about the Vendorians. <laughs> Shut up, man. I, I, I liked it because we have, you know, it's it's making fun of some of the, you know, strange people that have these that they believe everything's a conspiracy. What flat earthers, you mean? I mean, well, that's <laughs> one example. I mean, but some people just, they go to the bathroom and they think it's a conspiracy, so it's like, you well, know, as but so it's like I've left. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they play up on that whole thing and i thought that was just great because he's just going on and on a... but what i really thought was funny was that when we did actually see the vendorians yeah, what happens i was i was laughing i was sitting there going like this that's great because he's sitting there talking about it and then all of a sudden the real ones come and he's like a surprise as boimler oh yeah the vendorians are real they're like like rocks at the side like little rock statues or something actually morph and turn into vendorians they went yeah. aha see i knew it damn it and Bondler's just like what because <laughs> they really are vendorians <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry i ever doubted you like you know oh, it was great yeah it was it was yeah it was it was that's why i call it a bit batshit batshit crazy because i yeah. really didn't see that coming at all so yes they did technically put the wool over my eyes um uh, and and it turns out, yeah, the the paranoia for the Vidorians was 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 real and that had merit to be to be honest with you. They take Boimler away. They've been listening this whole time. They take they take both of them away, but you see them taking Boimler away for being nasty. They they say that the Vidorians say we've been listening to your conversations and we don't like your nastiness towards your colleague, your negativity, and they drag them away, <laughs> <laughs> like their parents or something. But as they're about to literally eat their brains or whatever they were going to do with them, it turns out that Levy is a Vendorian diehard fan. And the aliens, it's very slapstick. They're like, what? Really? really? You're a fan of us? Really? And he's like, yeah. They start getting into it, which is even funnier. They're going like, <laughs> you like us? What? He's, he basically has subscribed to a forum online, which is equivalent of a future version of Reddit, if you like, about Vendorians. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so he knows all this stuff, and he starts telling them about like, I mean, I really like your ability to. And they go, you know about us? You know about that power we have? <laughs> well, this changes things, and all of a sudden they're like all happy, and they like Boimler and, and and Levy and everything. And I thought it was hilarious as they took it one step further, and all of a sudden they're sitting at a dining room table, having a dinner. <laughs> Like this is their palsy walsies or something. What are they eating? eating bugs. What are they eating? Ground though. Yeah, they're eating giant crickets. Cricket. These things oh. are like the size Boy of your head. Boy, it's Levy that's uh, eating. No, oh. Boy was getting sick about it, and, it, and his friends just like chomping down on these bugs, you know. But it's just, and they're going on and on, and they're just going like, "Yay!" And they're all like, "Yeah, this is great." Yeah. And then there was one point where they picked them both up and were going, "Yay!" <laughs> 
the, the, the thing was, they were about to, they were, I think they were still going to eat their brains out, but they were, were going to at least let them talk. Yeah, they are going to do something bad, originally. And, you know, yeah, not eat them immediately. They wanted to hear about what people <laughs> think about the Vendorians. Um, so, yeah, that was slightly amusing um, that Levy was a massive Vendorian diehard. Uh, the Vidorians did have a cunning plan all along with what they were doing. Uh, they actually did want Boyle and Levy to be friends because they weren't friends at the start and it kind of worked. Um, and they're not going to eat their brains out now, which is pretty cool. So yeah. it's a backhanded way of getting what they wanted, I guess. It's like uh, having uh, parents or grandparents, you know, it's like, except they look weird. <laughs> yeah, they Vindorian. look like typical aliens that you would have designed back in the day, actually, to be honest with you. They look like kind they, of look like a Day of the Tentacle. Squids. Day of the Tentacle. Remember that game, Gray? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Oh, actually, uh, um, do you remember uh, Day of the Triffids? I know of it, and I've seen bits of it. I still haven't. I've still to see the yeah, movie they, they and look the new like BBC version of it. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting, but hey, but, but they're shapeshifters, though. Hey. They are shapeshifters. That's another thing you mentioned, Levy, before about them being shapeshifters as well. It's like you, you'd never know. They could be nearby. You'll never know. And then they were. He, said, he even said at one time, he says they could be these rocks, and of course the rocks <laughs> turned into Vendorians. <laughs> like, all oh, right, that makes sense. That guy's got paranoia <laughs> issues. Um, yeah. So back in the cave of the the Lieutenant Junior Grades, the, there is an escape plan being formed that in, <laughs> that involves Boimler taking his trousers off. Uh, now this is batshit crazy. It's, so, so, it is. It is definitely crazy. So, for some context, there are some minerals that they need to try and get to that enables them to make an escape. Like there's there's minerals that will block communications and their escape, and there's minerals that will allow them to kind of get comms out and be able to escape. And they have to try and separate these rocks apart to get to them. How can they do that without causing a cave in? So the plan is to take Boimler's trousers off and stick them on the rock an idea that mariner would shoot at an angle so that it bounces off the ceiling and hits the trousers and then the trousers soak up some of the damage uh and then the rocks yeah. will just vaporize to an extent or be disintegrated to an extent it's batshit crazy that but and that's i know it's maybe not the I'm, I'm, listen, I'm listening to this and going like wait a minute like you're 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 bouncing off this one which already is crazy and then you're going to hit the trousers, and then this is just going to create your, you know. And, and I just attributed it to cartoon logic. Because that's, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's just like, you know, a little bit of logic and a lot of cartoon. What's the concerning was, thing? Uh, what's the concerning thing about this whole scene, though, Gray? That he had to take his trousers off, probably. No, no, no. I highlighted that. I highlighted. <laughs> ah, yes. Mayor in the comments, he, that he does it without question. <laughs> And it turns out he, he could have used these actually shirt rather than his trousers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's now like, you kind of wonder. You kind of wonder whether Rutherford knew that too, and, said, and just said it because he thought figured he I, would I do it. I hope he did. I hope he could, he should have turned it. Mariner went. I knew. I knew. Yeah, that yeah. Would that probably, yeah, that would have worked better. Yep, I like that. That would have been the icing on the cake, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I found that. I found that amusing. Back shit crazy, yeah. but also amusing. Um, there's more memories. Of the rest of the the gang being stuck in in situations every every person has to have a turn at the memory that, that's as we get to yeah, yeah yeah um and this time it's uh with rutherford and tiana as they have a kid to which they all respond of what the 
what you had a cat yeah just a few yeah. weeks ago yeah yeah he's like what dr cat how does that even work that's what i'm thinking uh, <laughs> i was just happy that dr cat was involved that's all so I, I had to see what this was about now gray you you mentioned something here that i have to agree with you on these many stories could have wrecked the episode but it was well done because yeah. see as soon as they started doing this i thought oh no I, I don't see where this is going i don't see the point in this you're diluting mm-hmm. the episode even more that it doesn't have as much cohesion as it should have but right. the comedy factor was there enough to actually make it work by the end and there is a moral to the story believe well it or not. The, the comparison when you look at last week where they were doing something something similar and I couldn't stand it. It was totally breaking everything. It was breaking logic. It was all it was over the place, wasn't it? It was immersion. Yeah, it was everywhere and, and, and nowhere at the same time. And it was just totally not immersive at all. Yeah. And this could have been that way if it was handled badly, but it wasn't. And so it makes you want to... I scratch my head sometimes as I'm going like, so aren't you all the same writer's room that the other guys are in? So you messed up with the one prior, but you get it right this time. But whatever. I think sometimes with the writers in between seasons, they lose too many of them, and they maybe don't always have the same. Because last season was a lot better. I generally think some, some a good percentage of the writers have changed, and the cohesion's not be. there anymore. So, um, but I mean, again, we go back to the story that you know the old episodes, even cartoons. Okay, back back uh, when there's always more than ten episodes. There'd be they're like twelve, fifteen, twenty, thirty cartoons, yeah. and. Then they were written for the most part, not everyone, but for the most part, they're written well. Yeah. So they can only write ten, and out of those ten, they can only manage, you know, like seven good ones. We we say we said this for Strange New Worlds, and it's true for all yeah. Trek. I think that yeah. we only have ten episodes these days, which is why I hate modern media and entertainment and we'll discuss that right. in GGR. I want it to go back to the old system. I really do. Um Every episode, yeah, well, bar maybe one at a push, should be excellent because we're losing out in too much material. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I agree. Um, but back with Rutherford and Tiana, they are their mission is to gather some fir- ferns, some leaves from this pool nearby, and in a cave, of course, a cave naturally. Um, yes. As Tiana mentions, they are trying to find a cure for swamp rash. What random <laughs> in the twenty fourth century, really? <laughs> okay. Um, oh yeah, well, there's thousands of different kinds of swamps. So. That's true, but swamp rash, yeah. really, no cure. Um, but the the guy that takes them in is this kind of like blue, stereotypical looking alien. If it's not blue, it's bloody green. Um, <laughs> and he, me- he she mentions briefly, oh, we better do this before the mythical ancient creature comes and gets us. You know, kind of half jokingly. Um, ah, it turns out he's, he's a bit more than an imagination. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's thought looked, thought to be long extinct, to be fair, but it does actually exist as it jumps out the water, grabs their guide, their tour guide, and throws it about like a rag doll before hitting it against <laughs> the, the wall, and the guide's like dying in front of them. Um, and all the things we talk about happen in a cave grey, stereotypically, are happening. Mm-hmm. Marilyn didn't call this one, but she may as well have been there calling it. Um, yep. Now, here's where the pregnancy comes from. It's, it's crazy. As <laughs> the guide is dying on the floor, she puts her hand up to Rutherford, and it looks like, I want your opinion on this, Grey, she's mm-hmm. transferring her consciousness to Rutherford. That's what it looked like. Did you think kind that of, initially? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Initially, yeah. 
initially, yes. But she, as soon as she does that, he kind of she dies, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm not feeling too good." Um, there's a reason for that. Um, the the guide actually transferred her DNA to him and actually made him pregnant to the point where his stomach just alien style just expands massively. <laughs> And she's just like, Tiana's like, I've seen it all now, man. Like, what the actual <laughs> hell? I thought it would just be the guide and Rutherford sharing, like, their minds together and a conscious, shared consciousness, but it's not. She's yeah, but dead. The, the, I think the thing that was funnier is uh, Tiana, Dr. Cat, really kind of knew because she knew the species. So she's sitting there taking it as if this yeah, is like, true. well, this is how they transfer and uh, protect themselves. And, you know, and you get pregnant and have a baby. And Rutherford's going like, well, I do what? <laughs> And the next thing you know, his stomach is really big, and he goes, "Yeah, and it doesn't take very long either. It's a rapid growth." And like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and so it was really good, but because she, she was treating it just as like, "I know about this," you know. Doctor Cat goes, "Yeah, this is what's supposed to happen." And Rutherford's going, "What the hell?" You, you kind of told about? me that in advance, Doctor. Thank you. Yeah, really. You thought that was weird, Gray. You mentioned there, but it worked, and possibly yeah. because Tiana, our favorite character, was in it at the heart of it, which made Probably. it work. Cause she said it so deadpan and casual, like, yeah, I knew that, but that species, yeah, yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, in so fact, I was waiting for like a classic one liner from her, and she wasn't, she didn't do it, she was being like serious. I was like, oh, she's serious. Tiana was funny in this, but she could have been funnier, Gray. I'm not saying yeah, she, she was, you know, like last season, certainly watching the, some of the episodes, I was pissing myself laughing, and even when yeah. I was on the pod with Gray discussing them, I okay, I'm a bit more, slightly more composed for recording, but I'm still, like, struggling to talk my way through these, going, like, what the... And I want to see that humour. Tiana, as we've said multiple times, and Shax, but mainly Tiana, is bloody hilarious with her swearing yeah. or one-liners. She is... She's my kind of gal. Right. As much she... as I like the scene, it could have been better because there was some missed opportunities for more one-liners. She had a couple that were good, but, but it could have been several other ones could have been interjected that would have been even funnier you know between her and Shax despite the Shax is a massive guy massive Bajoran way bigger than mm. Tiana right you know for a fact she's the one that wears the trousers in the relationship 100% <laughs> she throws yeah. Shax about probably uh, but anyway before we're kicked <laughs> off YouTube for uh, Star Trek uh, XXX uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on so as we're now calling this new child that's about to come about, Clone Baby, because it's literally a clone <laughs> of the, 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 the tour guide, uh, is born via yep. C-section. And I know here, Gray, for your benefit, thank God it was a C-section, Gray, to which you were worried about for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just for a second, I'm sitting there going, they're, they're not going to <laughs> I've, I've... try to make them deliver this kid. I was going, and I thought it was going to happen for a second. I'm going, like, no. <laughs> No, don't See, do this. This is we don't quite go to that level with Lord Dex Gray. I'm glad we're joking about this, right? And we should. Yeah. This is something more South Park would have probably done than 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 Lord yeah, Dex. Yeah, However, yeah. Lord Dex can get close to pushing that line. I remember was it season one or two where I think we're all in hallucinogens or something. I can't remember what it was. You see Boimler with his legs spread wide, like over his head yeah. almost, and they yeah. actually have to black out his willy because. For obvious reasons and i'm just like they could have easily done this man like he, he literally sure. gave birth out his ass or something you know so yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that's that's even scarier 
because it's, it's only coming out one way. <laughs> <laughs> or they should have done it alien style as well. You know, that could have been more uh, dramatic with Halloween and whatnot coming up. So, um, I think the, the, there was one funny scene there where the, 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 I guess the baby's coming, wants to come out. So he pokes his belly and it looks like, it looks it like looks alien. Like <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was going to rip him open. You know, and, and Tiana's <laughs> going, ah, hold on. We got to do a C-section. Uh, oh, it, sure. It, Rutherford's just, shitting himself the whole time just looking down like ah help help um but it turns out um so it wasn't tiana's baby as such she just helps for a brief period of time raise it uh because i thought when i heard that they had a baby together i was like what i thought you know i thought i thought star trek voyager with paris and jane we have the kids like it wasn't something they could control but it happened i thought it was that's how it was going to go but it but it wasn't thank god for that shacks would have killed him um so (laughs) so it turns out tiana hates babies doesn't surprise me she's that kind of person i I hate babies um you you but their plan is right the context the plan is they are stuck in the cave for a little while they have to try and dig away a bit at a time to try and get out this will take some time i think this is a case of weeks or maybe months certainly weeks they're in there it's hard to tell uh they take turns about one looks after the baby one goes starts digging trying to get out and then they swap about and you see this to and fro and this was amusing great because uh (laughs) tiana has to change the the nappy as you imagine we call it a diaper um of little clone baby and she just instead of chucking it away she just picks it up like that and then phasers it <laughs> <laughs> a lot more convenient than just tossing genius, it genius genius <laughs> vaporize it back into atoms because we're all made of stardust that's a yeah, thing that's that it. is so um back in... to smell like that too so, <laughs> well actually that's a good point would it have still stunk because the elements are still there interesting food for thought maybe um, it would have stunk on the way out as it was oh, yeah, vaporized. Yeah. that's that's why vaporize it quickly um, yeah and where are they getting all these nappies from i'd love to know that um yeah i know so, vaporizing nappies like, <laughs> using well, your shirt I have mean, you got you... have you got a uh replicator well, i don't know about this, something this, it, this is logic. where the cartoon logic yeah yes, yeah because yeah. yeah. we would have ripped yeah. it a new one if they'd done this in live action mm-hmm. just not it's not allowed to stand no. Um, we do let Lord X away with a lot. Um, so, yeah, I found that amusing um, while she's changing the baby. But she eventually warms up to, to the baby. She eventually starts liking it. It makes sense. She spends so much time with the kid that she's like, yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't mind that. Great, you, you're a noted tear. You would love to have explored that more with her. Maybe well with Shax. Maybe. Maybe they'll have a baby. <laughs> if, they, if the doctor's giving them clearance to have um, inter racial can you imagine like you'll see a, you'll see a, 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 a baby that looks like uh tiana with the fur and everything but gets as big as <laughs> well that's possible i mean hey who, oh, who's to boy. say they can have a kid you know it's a uh, interspecies mixing you know i don't something. know sometimes you need i think to they better just on. leave it alone yeah no i want to see that man 100 percent. i want All to right. see that give All me right. that shit um so that ancient creature that uh mauled the tour guy before is back again and it's literally about to do the man we're thinking no no way but rutherford the genius that he is i don't know why he doesn't use his bloody com badge whatever okay because uh, the com badge is supposed to do the translation on the fly that's the whole point um uses his tricorder to communicate with the creature and it works 
So he, he puts the message across, and you just hear the alien going, did you just talk to me? Like, no one's ever spoke <laughs> to me. What? He's like, yeah, I'm using this to talk to you, man. You know, that was like, funny. Please don't eat us. We mean you no harm, that kind of thing. She's like, did you just speak to us? Like, yeah, we did, we did, we did. So it turns out, which was kind of sweet and cool, the alien wasn't necessarily trying to kill them for the sake of it. She was protecting their own young little baby in the pool. And that's what we... Was that where the ferns were coming from? The back of the baby? Because yeah. it looked like it had leaves yeah. come out of it, man. Yeah. I think what it was is probably that at some point the baby loses the ferns and then you it, just pick them up. Yeah. But they have no idea that the ferns were, were coming from, from the, the baby, baby. probably, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oops. <laughs> so the mom got mad at that one, yeah. Um, you, you've noticed here, Gray, uh, Shades of TOS Devil in the Dark. That yeah, episode. I forgot to make it green, sorry. Uh, yeah, because in Shades of the Dark, uh, Shades of the Dark, good. <laughs> TOS Don't do two things dark. at once. Don't do two things at once. I know. It was the creature, the Horda, and the Horda was uh, the creature that prote- was protecting its eggs and burrowing through rock, and the eggs were like these round globes and stuff. Great episode, by the way, if you want to get back to seeing it. Okay. But uh, it was the same kind of, same kind of thing. It, it, I mean, exactly the same, pretty much. Huh. So a lot of times... Lower Decks does throw back, you know, little tributes to the previous stuff, uh, which is nice. So that was kind of cool. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's why it's handy having Gray about. You'll remember these things a lot better than I do. Uh, and it's I wouldn't be surprised if they used that, they pulled from the episode for context. Sure. It's not a bad thing borrowing from other great Trek episodes in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they have an understanding with the this ancient creature. She actually says, come with me, I can get you out. She literally rhino charges through a bloody wall um, <laughs> to get them on a escape hatch, as, as you do. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then we have a really comical line, which you were a big fan of, Gray, and so was I. Yep. Rutherford's just said, oh, so you like babies? She's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, they're not bad. So do you, do you like engineers as well now? To which your replies, Gray... She, she she's sitting there going shut the f up <laughs> don't take it but too the way far, it, man the way it was delivered was great because brother was sitting there going like he says oh so I'm, I'm gonna be the first engineer you've ever liked and she just goes she goes shut the f up <laughs> <laughs> dr cat does it again she strikes yep. again um so uh mariner's turn of course it is uh, there's a lot more yep. co- uh, to this episode actually than meets the eye actually in terms of note taking Yep. Memory, uh, memory. Mariner has a memory now. She's working um, on a, an escape plan to separate the minerals in the cave. She actually uses like her a com badge, I think it was. Um, to which Rutherford said, "That's something that Delta Shift would do." And to which she says, "Well, maybe I hung out with Delta Shift and like what? They're all jealous that they're, uh. they're having these adventures without one another. That's kind of one of the themes of this episode, uh, which was kind of right. sweet." It was any there was a point to it she said she's yep she's learned this from delta shift uh and the gang are all jealous of one another uh mariner <laughs> mariner and her uh her, her flashback uh with delta shift she they get stuck in another cave-in they're all cave-ins apart from the last one yeah yep. uh starts glowing and she's she's heading towards the same minerals in the in this cave that seem to be in every bloody cave that they're stuck in, conveniently grey. Um, right, and she starts glowing, but she starts aging, like reverse Benjamin Button. She starts aging. To the, and you I notice she starts amazing. looking. 
You like notice when she first started aging, she looked just like her mom, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is smart. Which is smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's getting older and older. She can't get any closer to this mineral. She knows what she needs to do, but she can't get close enough. Her colleague from Delta Shift tries to outpace her to the point where they're actually trying to outpace each other, getting older and older, breaking bones, hips, everything to yep. try and outdo back, one another. Yeah. And they're and they're having a heart to heart. That's the whole point. But is that they're, they're, you know you don't have enough respect for Delta Shift, and oh, you don't have enough respect for Beta Shift, and you know this, there's a moral to this. They're working things out, and they're actually kind of right. pals by the end of it. The only way they feel they can get a team member, sorry, uh, to, to get out of here is to find someone even younger than them. And it was the guy at the start of the memory who walked out of uh, the bit that we're stuck in with a gammy leg. It was leg was broken, which he blamed Mariner for her piloting skills on. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, I can't remember his name, but he's like, yeah, you insert, right, come on. You're younger, make a break from it. He's like, okay, I'll give it a try. But he can't, as he's going along, this was... Oh, disgusting as he's going along his <laughs> leg does form a heel sorry but it heals in a heels, weird, but heels weird. Way. Yeah. and I was <laughs> like why would that happen if he was aging but things are getting sped up so that's why his leg wasn't set so it was like sticking right, exactly. out a bit and it's, his skin started healing over it and I'm like oh <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> looking bad yeah and it's, he's sitting there going like, "I gotta do this. What's going on here?" <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of wrong in all kind of levels. Uh, and at the end, he's level with them. He can't get any further forward. Uh, and then, literally, as he stands up to try and make the final push, his leg literally then falls off. <laughs> at this falls stage. Off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's stuck, and he can't go anywhere. Oh! And then they start telling him, "Come on, you could crawl that far. Go, do it." He's like, "No, nah, like, I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nothing. It turned out, though, the opposite side of the cave, though, one of their other colleagues was there. There was minerals that de-aged them. And this old tablet, yeah, oh, come on, really? <laughs> this cartoon <laughs> logic, man. Of course, cartoon logic. Of course, yeah. They went, all, they went through all that for nothing. Um, but they repaired the shuttlecraft and they're able to escape. Yep. Um, they, <laughs> they forget the ensign's leg, by the way. They all fly away without the ensign's leg. It's still there. Yeah, but they, they made a comment about it. We'll just grow you a new one when we get there. I was like, they can't do that <laughs> like, in the 24th set, can they? I grow a new one? I think they can, maybe. Oh. That but, far in advance, they can. Just They just match up. It's like stem cells, right? But well, uh, but on steroids well, in that time. Well, Picard, they gave him a fake heart. They never gave him a real heart. So, I don't know if That's they can. That's true. Hmm. Maybe he didn't want one. True. Um, so yeah, uh, that was that was kind of comical. That's that that section uh, back, but memories are almost done. They're, they're still in the the planet with the cave and with the the lieutenant junior grades. Um, it turns out the boss is sentient. Of course, it bloody is. Of co- yes. course, it. <laughs> what? See, Starts I talking think... to him like you know what? Yeah, like that Nickelodeon goo is going real on them right now. Right. Um, it captures them throws them up against the wall and it starts talking to them it will not let, let them leave until the, until they hear Tendi's story now the reason <laughs> the reason <laughs> Tendi doesn't tell her story until now is because she keeps talking she was kept she keeps mentioning throughout she's had a, a cave in before to which Marner keeps saying it wasn't a bloody cave in it wasn't in a cave you know that's all you hear between these two <laughs> but the aliens have been listening and they want to hear the last story. I'm just, I'm at this stage, I'm like, what drugs were these writers on? Because I want some of that <laughs> stuff, man. That is some cuckoo exactly. stuff. 
Um, you must tell the story. And he has a good voice. The alien, of course, has a great voice. He's going, you must tell the story. Voice, yeah. or I'm not going to let you go. Like, okay. <laughs> Fee, fi, fo, fum. Um, okay. But yeah, so the, said, the, the, sto- <laughs> the story, the story, that story, um, with Tendi is it was actually her first day on board the Cerritos. It's kind of sweet, this, actually, in a way. Yeah. She is in the officer's bar with all the lower deckers basically getting wasted. Uh, and they're surprised they're wasted because Synth Hall was a thing then, but it turns out Mariner switched out all the Synth Hall with real booze. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, so naughty. they're all going to have a proper hangover. <laughs> so they're all shit-faced, crawling into the turbo lift, more or less. But they get stuck in the, the, the turbo lift for quite a while, actually. And at, at one point, it comes up with, oh, what are we going to do to pass the time? And it comes up with the classic two hours later and i found that yep. comical but then they done it with three and four hours, three so hours. I took that bit out of four the, hours i took it out with the, the notes because i'm like okay they ruined so that right there it had to be at least at least nine hours you oh, know, plus yeah. There. yeah they're just playing games silly games to pass the time tendy took a pee in the corner apparently we've all seen that in the classic stuck in a turbo lift or a, a lift or an elevator scene um and they all pass out, go to sleep, basically, because they're all hung over. And you just hear Tendi go, this was literally the best day ever. And thank you for being my friend. So it was, that was sweet. Uh, but then they get woken up rudely as Shax opens the doors and goes, I've come here to rescue you, really loudly. And all shit themselves, including me. It was pretty intimidating <laughs> with the light behind Shax, you know. But, yeah. but it was nice to see Shax, because I know you like Shax as well, Griff. Yep. Proper yeah, one entrance. Good line. Proper entrance. Yep, proper but it was just the one. It was good. It was good. Like like you had mentioned, it was uh, it tied everything, all the stories together, and showed that, you know, despite the fact that they might have done a couple things not with each other, that they're still great friends, and that doesn't change anything. Yes. So it was a it was a nice little moral to the story kind of thing. And that's what we always need. And that's I still stand by the fact, Gray, that it was a batshit crazy episode with the writers yeah. on LSD, but. At least there was a point to this. If there hadn't been a point, it would have been a lower score for me, I'll be honest with you. Um, so, the, yeah, the last, just kind of finishing up there, the the moss that's uh, got them captured um, will only let them... <laughs> will let them scan away because they are still trying to make contact with uh, the Suitos uh, and get their scans of the mosque because they, they, they don't they don't mind being scanned or like whatever. We'll let you keep doing that, but you keep telling us stories until you're rescued. So obviously, you know, whatever, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Um, yeah. But even with the even with the moss, the the Viridians, the, the, the is it the Viridians? <laughs> no, the That's a bloody planet. That's Star Trek Seven generations right there. Um, <laughs> the Vendorians are the brains of the operation. Uh, even on this planet, they're lurking away in the background, very Day of the Tentacle-esque. Uh, they could have unlocked their communications ages ago, but they didn't want to, uh, as they wanted them to work through their issues and hear more stories. <laughs> These poor <laughs> cave life beings, the life forms that, that, that get no visitors ever, and they just want they just want story time, that's all they want. Um, so, do they control the map and the moss grey? Is it part of them? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Gray doesn't know either. It's a comment. So um, so the Vendorians are both the good guys and the bad guys at the same time, maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's I, I like that. I like the end because they, they brought what, what 
what was it, at the beginning they brought it all around again and blamed the Vendorians. So I thought it was perfect. They just popped up again and go, man, this is like just yeah. like that one time. Uh, yep. But yeah, what did you give uh, the score wise, Gray and Y? I I went with seven out of ten. It, it tends to be our our general regular kind of score for. Lower but you done a me. But... You had an eight. Yeah, I had. I, I had thought, an eight, I thought you were on I... the same LSD as the writers. Right, so I decided, okay, maybe it could have been a little better. Tiana could have a couple more lines, so I so I dropped it down to seven, but it, it was still good. I mean, for for lower deck, that lower decks, that's kind of what I expect. Yeah. Um, it's rare that they get past the seven. Sometimes, I mean, there's a couple episodes we've done where they did, um, but it if they don't at least get to a seven, I'm going to be disappointed. So it was good. It was okay. Not bad. Yeah, similar vibes to Gray. Gave it a. I actually originally gave it a six, but. Uh, before even Gray came came to do his notes, I actually thought it was slightly harsh. Gave it a six and a half out of ten. Um, it was a decent episode. It was okay. Um, wasn't bad, but it wasn't amazing either. Hence why I think the score was fair. It wasn't funny enough. Mm-hmm. It had funny moments in it, but I've got high standards. I want it to be the humour of the start of the season, stroke last season. And while it was funnier yeah. than last week, couldn't have been. It's not difficult to make it funnier than last week. Last week was just shocking. Yeah. Uh, and the story was okay. Yes, there was a point to it, but the story was a bit meh because cave-ins and, and I was, well, but you know, hey, I'm not. I'm generally not trying to knock it too much. It was a very decent episode overall. It's an improvement from mm-hmm. last week, and that's what we want to see. I just want this to end with a seven or eight out of ten at least for uh, episode nine or ten. Give us a give us that's an eight or nine out of ten, Graven. One episode. Well, well, plus these next two episodes, we have to find out what happens to this weird ship that keeps yeah. popping up and destroying stuff. Which wasn't in this episode. Yeah. Which wasn't in this. Yeah, it's a good point. It wasn't in this episode at all. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, mm. I just hope that when they do whatever they're going to do, that they don't fall down with the writing on it. Because so far, I'm not. I'm getting less and less impressed with how they're handling this ship and, and stuff. So if you're going to do something like that, you have to make the punchline good. You really right. do. Um, right. I think without getting into too much, it'll probably be in the last episode. It will probably try and attack the Cerritos and we'll see what happens. That's what I think will happen. But and then it'll be to, to be continued next season. Yeah. Cause which... they get, they get, they don't get destroyed. They get beamed right. up somewhere. Be... I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and because of the strike, that means we won't see it for quite a while. So. Yeah, that's delayed everything. But or yeah, whatever. listen, keep your eyes out for uh, Gray's Green Room on, on the Twitters, the YouTubes, and the pod, uh, podcasting platforms because we do our next episode on the 25th and it'll be uploaded that day or the next day. Um, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, that will wrap us up for this episode. Thank you very much for coming along, people. Um, I'm not too fussed if you like the uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, but just put comments below about any specials you'd like to see us do. Thank you, Gray. After uh, this season's finished, because we'll have a while to kill, I think. Um, so give us any ideas on specials or topics you want to cover in Star Trek, because we do it raw, unedited, and we just chew the fat Star Trek. We don't try to be too fancy. Um, but yeah, yep. uh, until next week, Mr. Gray, do your thing. Live long and prosper, everybody. Bye. Bye.